Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's. Welcome to The Approach Shot, the golf show that's more laughs than links, more stories than strokes, more guffaws than golfers. Here are the hosts of The Approach Shot, John Ashton and Neil Michaels. It is time for us, The Approach Shot. I'm John Ashton in the studio. He is Neil Michaels, the other side of the country, in his own studio. And we have a third person who will be joining us from... Uh, actually, from right up the road for me in Orange County, California. You know when we talk on the phone and you say, good morning in the morning, whatever that is. Good morning in the morning this morning. So was that something you did on your radio show? No. Who am I making fun of when I say that? Oh, there was there was a, a, a disc jockey when I was young in Wheeling, West Virginia. He was always... Good morning in the morning. Wow. And we used to make fun of him. just going, good morning in the morning this morning. How are you this morning in the morning? You know who would love yeah. it is Keith Hirschland with his Murphy Murphy from the Department of Redundancy <laughs> Department. That's it, Keith, yes. that one's for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Not only redundant, but a little repetitive. Um, you know, I'm, this, this is going to be repetitive because you're going to hear us touting it often. But we have found something that makes life better. If you're a woman, you may not understand. But guys... Tommy John has a new style of underwear called a hammock pouch. So comfortable, said the man wearing his right now. <laughs> oh, I, I, I went I, out and got like seven more pair, man. <laughs> I, I know that we're doing a podcast, so, so this is all a visual in your mind, which is probably the best place for it. <laughs> it is. But I got to tell you, when you wear this Tommy John hammock pouch underwear, it's so comfortable that you can do everything better. We're going to do this show better than last week's show. As long as we keep wearing the Tommy Johns, each one will get better and better and better and better. Can you imagine by the end of this, how great we'll be? We'll, we'll be one of the top 20 in, in podcast magazines, hot 50. Oh, wait, we already are. <laughs> well, maybe there's, there's some new frontiers to crack. We will get to them. Don't but... say crack and underwear. together. <laughs> so... So listen, this is also why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics because 17 million pairs of this underwear is sold. And you and I both now know why. And make it 17 million and five to go here right now. He's got to tell you where to go. Go get it right now. How do you get it, you ask? So glad you asked. Since it's Tommy John's anniversary month, whether you're trying them for the first time or you're a longtime fan, get 25% off the entire site right now at tommyjohn.com slash approach, but you have to use that URL for us to get credit and for you to get the 25% off. 
Again, that's tommyjohn.com slash approach for 25% off site-wide. tommyjohn.com slash approach seasite for details. And hang out here because we've got a phenomenal baseball player. Jim Leverts is coming up next on The Approach Shot. Well, by now you've probably heard all about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. You might even already be investing in them. But did you know that you could invest in cryptocurrencies through your retirement account? That's right. With iTrust Capital, you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies from a crypto IRA and get all the same tax advantages as a traditional IRA. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. The iTrust Capital platform is easy to use, and it only takes a few minutes to create your account. Setting up an IRA is free, and iTrust fees are low. It's time to start taking control of your financial future with iTrust Capital. You can get all the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com. Start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Inc. does not provide legal investment or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. And thanks for coming back. We are the approach shot, as it says. I am Sean Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. And our guest, we promised a, a stellar and luminary baseball guy. And we have one. Yes, uh, we do. 11, do 11 years that? in the major leagues. Um, he had a career with so many teams that um, we all have a personal love for. The Yankees, the Rangers, the <laughs> Angels, the Red Sox, and the Padres. I did that from memory. <laughs> one more. Um, but you know him as a World Series champion. Did I miss one? Dodgers. Uh, I'm in San Diego. I probably forgot that on purpose. (laughs) You know him as a World Series champion, also a World Series hero. And uh, he's also a broadcaster and the host of the Catching Heat podcast. Our guest today is Mr. Jim Lairitz. Welcome to the Approach Shot. John and Neil, thanks for having me. Oh, man. You know, Neil told me, he said, hey, I've got Jim Lairitz. He played for the Yankees. And I went, so <laughs> what are you going to do with him? I'm not going to talk to him. There you go. He talked, he played for the Red Sox too. So, okay. He's cool. That's that's the reason why my book catching heat got written by Jeffrey Lyons, the movie critic, because mm-hmm. the only reason he would do my book was because he would, he was a huge Red Sox fan. Mm-hmm. And for the short time I played for the Red Sox. So he, that's why he decided to write my book. Okay, well, you know, it, but that's the thing about Red Sox fans, man. It doesn't matter. You can wear the uniform for one game. Yep. But but you're a member of the family from that point on. So that's where the Yankees and the Red Sox are very similar. Yeah. <laughs> and let's face it, John. The fact is that Jim hit his big postseason home runs against the Braves and against the Yankees. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he didn't really hurt the Red Sox in any way in the postseason, the way he stabbed Braves fans in the heart, for example. <laughs> well, he's no Johnny Damon, right? I mean, <laughs> there you go. There you go. And he, also, he also went to the University of Kentucky, which I can throw a stone from my backyard and almost hit. So, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I can't. Good. I mean, Shelbyville, it's, it's too far for that, but still. And, and for well, the rest Shelbyville of us. is where my roommate was from, a guy named Jim Murphy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
See, look how you're warming his heart. Yes. <laughs> See, but John, I, I know that you know this, but, but the rest of the country that doesn't live in Louisville mm-hmm. don't care. They don't. They really don't. But Jim Sorry. does. But our guest does. <laughs> there are more. There are more Yankees, Red Sox, and Padres fans. Perhaps <laughs> that's a possibility. Yes. Hey, Jim. Uh, I know you get asked this stuff all the time, so we'll go through the things that we know people have asked you, and then we're going to get into the fact that you're a seven and a half handicap, which both John and I mm, so jealous. But we'll get into that. So talk to us about how you became this postseason legend. It kind of started, you know, one at a time and then suddenly just sort of built up, didn't it? Well, yeah, you know, the strange thing is, you know, when, when people go back and talk to my high school coaches and my teammates that I played with, they all said the same thing, that every time in a, in a basketball game, every time in a baseball game, Jimmy always wanted to be up the last shot, the last at bat. He wanted that pressure. And I, I, I point back to when I was a 14-year-old kid and had the opportunity because my best friend growing up was Tommy Brenneman. And mm-hmm. we used to go to spring training every year with the Reds. And we were bat boys. And we got to go and pick up the balls in the cages and do certain things. And I remember asking Pete Rose one time, you know, my idol. Who, you know, Pete was my mm-hmm. idol growing right. up. Um, I said, how are you so great? in pressure situations. Cause you know, Pete was that guy back in the day. That's right. And he told me, he said, Jimmy, I don't treat my first at bat in spring training any less important as my last at bat of the world series. Hmm. And I said, interesting. You know, I was 14 years old. I was like, okay, yeah, that's okay. What's that? What does that mean? <laughs> he said, what that means is no matter what is going on around me, no matter whether it's the World Series crowd or the spring training crowd or something during the season crowd, the most important thing is that at bat. And that's all I have to concentrate on. And no matter else, everything else, I can block out. And for some reason, that stuck with me. And again, it just became something that all through high school, all through college, uh, and then, of course, in the major leagues, I was able, my team was able to put me in position to be able to do those things. And just as an aside to your best friend, Tom Brenneman, became the longtime voice of the Cincinnati Reds. Yes, yes. Uh, as yeah, a broadcast. He's one of the greats. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely one of the greats. Uh, for those people who have who, who kind of remember but need a refresher, it was it started with a walk-off against Seattle in the 1995 playoffs where you hit the game-winning home run in the 15th inning. <laughs> How anybody has any energy left at that point is beyond me. Yeah, especially after catching all 15 of those innings. Right, exactly. Um, you know, it was kind of funny because in the 12th inning, I came up with the down Mattingly on second base with the chance to hit the go-ahead run in or the winning run in. And I hit a 2-0 uh, little cutter from t- uh, Belcher right back to him to, for, the third, for the second out of the inning. And I came back in, I went up the tunnel, and I just started breaking my bat. I was so ticked off. And I was snapping it and, and all of a sudden David Cohn comes walking down the tunnel and he goes, Hey dude, that's impressive. You caught all 12 innings and you still have that much energy. He said, <laughs> he said you never know. You're going to get another chance. And sure enough, three innings later, I got another chance and uh, it wound up being the beginning of what became my nickname was, was the King in New York. And uh, it was, uh, it, it was, 
a shame that we went, you know, we lost three straight in Seattle. So that home run became a footnote. Yeah. And then of course, 96 happens. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about 96 because actually before we started this interview, I got to, to watch the at bat and, uh, What's amazing about the at bat? You're talking about the, the at bat against Mark Wallers, right? Yes. What What was amazing is John has asked a, a number of our guests. So we talk to people, and they say that once you play for a while, you can see the game slows down for you. Ninety mile an hour fastballs and things like that. The pitch before the one you hit out was a ninety nine mile an hour fastball, which back in 1996. That's 105 now. Yeah. yeah. And then, so he throws you a 99 mile an hour fastball and the next pitch is a slider. How in the hell did you get to the point where well, actually, you could adjust? Yeah, actually the, the two, two pitch or the two, one pitch was a 99 mile an hour fastball. I fouled it back. Then he came back with another slider and a mm. really good one that I just barely fouled off. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then as a catcher, my thought process was, okay, he's going to try to throw a fastball inside. So I took about a half a step off the plate backwards. And that way I could dive out onto the plate to get, to get a slider away. Or if he threw a fastball in, it'd be a ball and I could take it. Cause I knew I couldn't catch up to a hundred mile an hour fastball. inside. <laughs> there you go. So I, what he said was all of a sudden he saw that outside of the plate open up that much more. And he thought he could throw another good slider out there. So he went with a slider again and he tried to throw it too good and he hung it. And that's when I hit the home run. Mm. And interestingly enough, it didn't look like you took the same hard swing as you took on a fastball. You kind of flicked your wrists and the ball went out, but it didn't clear by, you know, hundred by it wasn't like a 450 foot shot. Yeah, but it cleared, and that's all that matters. Well, and I was looking for fastball, and I was a little bit fooled, but I was I was able to keep my hands back, and like you said, just get enough to flick it, and 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 the ball carried in Atlanta, and so I knew when I hit it that had a really good chance of getting out, and I never even knew it till the replay how close Andrew Jones got up on that wall, and <laughs> it could have possibly robbed it away. You know, one of the things uh, we, I, I do want to talk about when we come back after this uh, quick break we're about to take is is the thought process, like you mentioned, Jim, of 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 anticipating what is coming next to be able to hit. Because those of us who haven't sat in a, in a batter's box and faced a 100-mile-an-hour fastball have no idea how you could even possibly contemplate doing that. But uh, that's that's one of the questions. And then we're going to find out about the seven-and-a-half handicap, which is totally <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> I cheated. I played high school golf. Well, there you go. (laughs) All his secrets are going to come out. We got more, so hang with us. We are the Approach Shot. Our guest today, Jim Laritz. We will be right back. Please, you come back to Have current events affected the ability for you to pay your bills? Has your credit card debt overwhelmed you? Has your income decreased because you're working less or have you lost your job? Credit Guard of America may be able to help you find a solution to this problem. We offer a free, no-obligation consultation to learn how you can cut your payments by up to half and potentially lower your interest down to zero. Credit Guard of America is an A-plus rated nonprofit company that will work on your behalf. 
Credit Card of America is licensed in all 50 states and has counseled over 1 million consumers struggling with debt just like you. Let us help you analyze and prioritize your debt. Negotiate with your creditors to reduce interest and payments. Set up one affordable monthly payment and provide ongoing education and support. Call now for a free no-obligation consultation and learn how you can become debt-free. Call 800-613-7650. That's 800-613-7650. 800-613-7650. Guys, let's talk underwear, specifically Tommy John's hammock pouch underwear. When you're wearing Tommy John's hammock pouch underwear, you're so much more comfortable. You can do everything better. My wife said to me, this dinner you cooked is so much better. And I said, well, I'm wearing my Tommy John's. So then she motioned to the bedroom and I said, trust me, that won't be any better. And you know why? I won't be wearing my Tommy John's. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. With over 17 million pairs sold, men across America love their Tommy John underwear. I love my Tommy Johns. They really do make everyday living so much easier and more comfortable. And hey, it's Tommy John's anniversary month. So whether you're trying them for the first time or you're a longtime fan, now get 25% off site-wide at TommyJohn.com slash approach. Go to TommyJohn.com slash approach today for 25% off site-wide. TommyJohn.com slash approach. See site for details. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And we are back. I'm John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. Jim Laver is our guest. Put us all together. We become the approach shot. And we do appreciate you checking us out. We're, we're happy to be here on the radio on, on Coast to Coast on the Sports Map Radio Network. Appreciate you listening to us here. And if you miss any of our shows, do want to remind you, you can always go to ApproachShot.net and catch up on anything you've missed here on the radio or anything we did in the year before we actually showed up on the radio. Uh, Interestingly enough, Mr. Leyritz was also an employee of, it is now Sports Map Radio Network, but it was SB Nation Radio for a while. Mm -hmm. And you had a show there. Yes, we did. That was called, I believe that one was the Sports Blender with a guy named David Meltzer. Yeah, Sports Blender, that's right. Yep, and it was part of Warren Moon's company uh, that, that I used to work for for a couple of years out here in California and had an opportunity to do a lot of different things. You mentioned my podcast, Catching Heat, that I did last year. Uh, and then this year, uh, going into the season, uh, from 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock Eastern, I host a show on South Florida in Tampa called WWBA 820, The Big Eight, uh, it's Sports Talk Radio South Florida. On the radio, they play all the Yankee games for hmm. the people in South Florida, which you, we all know is New York South. It's New York uh, with palm trees, yes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so we do the lead-in show. It's called The King and the Cop. It's with one of my best friends who was a Newark cop for many years. And we do we talk about sports, but then we also talk about you know things that are going on in the world with the police and everything else. So we kind of give – uh, it's a little bit of both entertainment and also uh, sports. And of course, leading into the Yankee games that start usually at seven o'clock every night. One of the things um, I remember 
I, I heard a, an interview with Wade Boggs. Yeah. And they were asking him about how he was able to discern what pitch was coming. And he said he watched the dot on the ball. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, that's when a slider, when a guy throws a slider, there is an actual dot that you can yeah. see on the ball. And, and the interviewer was like, what dot? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I had, I had Wade on my show the other day and we discussed all these things. And what his father used to do is he used to take a marker and he would put blue, black, and red. And he would toss underhand balls to Wade. And every red ball, Wade could not swing it. And that's how he learned to recognize. Crazy things we've done. So did it help being a catcher? Because as a catcher, you call the game and you you, kind of understand the rhythm of different pitches in different situations. Yeah. Yeah. I always say, you know, Mariano Rivera, greatest closer, United Hall of Fame. Because I caught him, there was a reason I was three for four lifetime against him. So <laughs> <laughs> you probably had the highest batting average against him. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But no, it it, it is easier uh, as a catcher because to a couple things. You know, when you squat down behind the plate, you get to see the view. That even when you're in opposing ballparks and you're able to see the view before you get up the bat, it is helpful. Um, you can also pick up pitches a lot easier as a catcher for his arm angles and everything else. So I, there is an advantage to being a catcher. Plus, thinking like a catcher, you can sometimes outfox the pitcher, the pitcher's way of thinking that he can, oh, he's going to throw this pitch because he knows I'm, he can get me hit, just like Wolders. The reason Wolders said he threw a slider again is because the pitching report on me was Layritz can hit a 100-mile-an-hour fastball better than anybody. Mm. And, and that's why he went with the slider. Gotcha. Boy, the, the um, announcer who was Joe Buck at the time was just crazy. Why do they keep throwing that? Why do throw your best pitch? If, if Lairitz is going to beat you, let him beat you on your best pitch. And yeah, Tim McCarver said, I, well, was just going to the slider too much before he threw the first one that, didn't, that I didn't hit. And then he went to it again. And McCarver said, I'm going to tell you. And he was right. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, after your your time in New York, and then you came out here to San Diego, the Padres Yankees World Series, and this is this says a lot about Yankee fans. And you know, for those of us who don't live in New York, mostly what you hear about Yankee fans is rah 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 rah. They're they're tough and they're uh, all this kind of stuff. But in the Padres World Series with the Yankees, you went back to New York and you got a standing ovation from Yankee Stadium. It's a stupid question. How does that feel? But how does a guy emotionally then go and, and play the game after what you must have felt? I had come back when I was with the Angels in 97. And the first game I ever played back in Yankee Stadium, they put up all my highlights to the song, Welcome Back, Carter. <laughs> which is pretty cool. But again, they were cheering me until the first pitch was thrown. And yeah. then I was the enemy. <laughs> um, but this was great because right before they introduced me, I think it was Ken Caminiti got introduced and they booed the living heck out of him. <laughs> and then they introduced me and I get the standing ovation. And then R- Wally Joyner gets inter- introduced after me. And all of a sudden the big boos again, because w- we were mic'd up. You could hear Wally go, Thanks, Larry's, for that. You know, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty funny. But yeah, once you win and you've played in New York, they don't forget, and they will give you applause before the game starts. But once the game starts, you become the enemy. 
Yeah, you hit you hit that field at Yankee Stadium wearing someone else's uniform, and uh, you were persona non grata from that point on. So you went from hitting a ball that's coming at you at 100 miles an hour to now hitting a ball that sits on a tee yes. and doesn't move. And we talk about pressure, talk about the pressure of a World Series, talk about the pressure there. We like to ask people about that pressure of going out in front of a crowd, whether you're playing in best ball or you're playing in some kind of a charity tournament and being on the first tee. Yeah. So whenever I play in these scramble tournaments, I first thing I tell my group is, listen, I'm going to go last because I can hit the ball really, really far. So if someone gets a safe in the, in the center, I can just let it go. And if I, you know, I can, and they're like, yeah, you must really be able to hit the ball a long way. I said, yeah, but the problem is my power is still to right center. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, it, it's it's playing these tournaments are fun because it is completely different when you're playing your home ball. Uh, and people always ask me, it, it's got to be easy. The ball standing still. I said, nope, it's harder to hit a golf ball standing still than it was hitting a fastball coming 100 miles an hour at me. And, uh, you know, there, there are certain days that I figure it out and certain days that I don't. Yeah. How'd you get into golf, man? You said you played golf in high school, so you had to be quasi good before you even got to high school. So when'd you start, man? So what it was is my father had a rule in high school that you were not allowed to drive your car to school unless you played a sport or you were involved in an activity after school. Oh, okay. And so my sophomore year, or my eighth grade year of football, basketball was my number one sport. I was going to go to college playing basketball all the way up to my senior year. And in eighth grade playing football, I broke my hand returning a punt and I missed my basketball season. So I swore to God that I would never play football in high school. And so I was playing basketball and baseball. And the only other sport that was during the fall in Cincinnati, Ohio, was mm-hmm. golf. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go out for the golf team. And the way it happened was so funny was my father and I, I skipped school that day. And we went out and we played 18 holes at this golf course. And all of a sudden, as we came around the 18th hole, my entire high school class, about 25 of them, were out at the golf course with my math teacher, who was the golf coach. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I see them, and my, my math teacher goes, oh, this is why you weren't in school today. And I'm like, yeah. I said, my dad takes me out once a month to play golf. And she said, oh, really? She said, well, we're having tryouts. You want to try out for the team? And I looked at my dad. I said, dad, can you sit on the 19th hole for 18 so I can go out and try out for the team. And I went out and I finished third and I played four years of high school golf. All right. Very nice. And And I was allowed to drive to school. (laughs) That's the most important part. And, and Hey, it's 18 holes and you have to add up all of those scores. So there is a certain amount of math involved. Yes. Yes. Let's we'll go with that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So so that's how that happened. And um, I'm so glad it did because it has given me the opportunities after baseball to to do so many things for charities and foundations, playing in these tournaments, you know, donating my time and the money and things like that. Uh, it's given me such an opportunity. And from the business side, I do title insurance for commercial and residential. My job with the title company is basically take my clients out to play golf. Uh, it's 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 a pretty good pretty good avenue to spend five hours with somebody to build a relationship and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been able over the years to to be involved in a lot of different great opportunities. And uh, I just got done. I just got back from Sacramento 
and Greg Vaughn, former Padre, mm -hmm. uh, had his charity outing for uh, juvenile diabetes because his son has type one diabetes and being able to go there, donate some money and, and, and donate some time and play golf with these guys. It was a great event. And uh, it's officially kicked off the golf season for charities because once New York starts warming up, that's where I'll be most of the time doing those, doing those events. Yeah. And Masters Sunday seems to be at least in, in, in the Eastern uh, North, Northeastern half of the country, that's the official kickoff to golf season's Masters weekend. And yes. that's coming up. Uh, well, that's today, actually. The finals are, are today. Um, so let me just get straight, Jim. You, you play professional ball, and now you're in the insurance business, but you take people out to play golf. So you've really never worked for a living, have you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? I learned from Mr. Steinbrenner what it was like to develop relationships. Mm-hmm. And to and to be to, to not only have a relationship, but to be able to follow through and make sure you you did things for the right reasons. You know, his his thing, his George's saying was always if you're doing something and more than one person has to know why, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And that's kind of how I've been able to be able to to do that with my relationships. And I love it because you learn so much about people. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do title insurance, but the first thing I say to people with, you do title insurance? I'm like, first of all, let me say this. I'm still the catcher. I put down the sign and I'm only as good as my team. And that's kind of the approach that I take with everybody. Like, hey, listen, you can do title insurance with anybody, but you can get Jim Layritz to speak at your corporations, to speak at your outings, to come play golf with you. That's the added value that you get working with our company, Amtrust, and uh, and it usually seals the deal most of the time. I can understand. He's got this figured out. <laughs> Jim Leverett is our guest. We are the approach shot. We're going to take a break and come right back. You Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Men, want to feel younger, stronger, leaner? You don't have to slow down after 40. Frank Thomas found the secret to staying in shape with the energy and drive of his 20s. Man, you look like you could still hit it a mile. I feel great, too. What gives? After 40, men slow down. It's harder to stay in shape. Why? Our free testosterone levels drop. It happened to me. And then I found Nugenix Total T. New Nugenix Total T is our most powerful man-boosting formula ever because it boosts your free testosterone and your total testosterone. Nugenix Total T helps provide even more energy, performance, testosterone, and muscle-boosting ingredients for even better results. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenix Total T, text GRIT to 321321. Samples are not available in stores. Well, wait. When are you going to do something about it now? I got to try Nugenics Total Tea. Text GRIT to 321321 for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. That's G R I T to 321321. And welcome back. We are the Approach Shot. I am John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. Jim Leritz is our guest, former Yankee. Former being the uh, a proper word there. That's that's why we've forgiven him and we let him uh, come come on the show. Uh, but Neil has been working feverishly on putting together six questions. Our six pack. It is time. Feverishly, feverishly. Let's do it. You are. Oh, listen to him all ready to jump in. We're going to put you on the hot seat here, Jim, and we're going to ask you to give us the first answer that comes to mind. If you don't, you'll hear this. That means that we know that you are sitting around thinking about it. So 
We'll hit you with six. You ready? Well, let's do it. All right. Question one, living or dead, who would you want to have dinner with and talk sports? Babe Ruth. Nice. Any particular reason the babe? No, just because he's, he is considered the greatest player to ever play. And again, as a pitcher and a hitter, um, I would just be curious on how he developed because back then they don't have half the tools that we have nowadays. Yeah. And he seemed to accomplish what he accomplished. He seemed to do okay. Yeah. yeah. I think so. <laughs> All right. Then question two, let's go to the smaller ball. What is your most memorable individual golf shot or your most memorable round? Personally? Yes. Okay. Um, probably. Okay. I never had a hole in one, so I can't say a hole in one. Okay. Which is really frustrating because I play a lot of golf. Um, <laughs> but my most memorable round probably was in high school uh, for the, one of the state championships that I lost by three strokes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Ever hit one of those shots that you just, you hit it and you pray that something good is going to happen and you look out and the ball is three feet from the pin or someplace and you think, how in the world did that happen? Yes. Yeah, I've, I've hit a few of those when we, when we call them member bounces. where <laughs> It was nowhere near the green and somehow it wound and it made its way back. But let me just put another caveat in there. As far as my most memorable moment, as a fan in a golf I was when Tiger Woods won the 2019 Masters. I was there. Oh, yes. very nice. That that was one of my greatest fan moments. That That is a caveat worth adding. All right, <laughs> question three. The approach shot gifts you a time stopper, like those that they used to use in the Twilight Zone movies. So you can freeze time for one minute while you take in the moment. But... You only get to pick one moment, and it has to be something in your career. You can't say the birth of one of your children or something like that. What moment are you freezing? Uh, probably the last out of the Andy Pettit one nothing game in Game 5 of the World Series. I, I was so pressured. It was so much pressure. I know I didn't enjoy the moment of actually winning that game. Uh, and, you know, I, the home run the night before and then Andy being able to pitch a one nothing game for game five. Uh, that was one of the moments that I never really got to, to relish because of the pressure that was that was under us. Very good. Love it. All right. Question four. And here you're going to have to reveal yourself. Peel back your onion. What's the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to you on field that we didn't get to see? You know, it happened a couple times, and especially as a catcher. As you strike somebody out, you think it's the third out, and you roll the ball out, and you're running to the dugout. And everybody else is looking at you going, what are you doing? I did it twice. (laughs) Strike two? That that was probably one of the most embarrassing moments. (laughs) Love it. Thank you for sharing. Question five, what's been the funniest, who's been the funniest golf partner you've had? And tell us what made him funny. Probably Larry, the cable guy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I played, I played with Larry in two different tournaments. One was Monday at the Masters for Hootie and the Blowfish. And then once was one was with David Wells. Um, I would say probably him or the other one was Jim McMahon who really? plays golf barefooted because his feet are so bad he can't wear golf shoes. 
Come on, did Larry ever hit a ball and say, I got her done? <laughs> get her done. Get, get her done. <laughs> All right. And question six, since we are the approach shot, Jim Lair, it's in your approach to life. What one rule do you live by? Uh, it's, I read a book called The Purpose Driven Life. And the first four words in that book, it's not about you. And as being a former baseball player and everything else as a professional athlete, I never really got that until I went through some very tragic things in my life and realized what's important and what's the most important thing. And that book, The Purpose Driven Life in 2008, changed my life forever. And uh, those four words, it's not about you, have become the most important thing in my life. Wow. Wow. That that hot seat didn't even seem warm to you, did it? <laughs> Usually we get a couple people who get a little nervous and stuff. You were ready. Jim Lambert, you are off the hot seat, though it didn't seem hot at all. You know, if we if we know you had never had a uh, an ace prior to coming on here, we wouldn't have uh, we wouldn't have, have held being a seven seven point five handicap against you. Not at all. Yes, right. Yes. You're just one of us at that point. Exactly. And you know, the funny thing is my mother and father. They both have holes and ones on the same hole at their golf course in Cincinnati. Oh, wow. My brother has one. My sister has one. I'm the only, I'm the golfer in the family, and I'm the only one that doesn't have one. <laughs> it like that. That's what keeps you coming out, doesn't it? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and you mentioned the purpose-driven life, and it's not about you. Um, I want you to, to take a minute, if you have a minute, to tell us more about Pink Tie and then what you do with ALS. Yeah, so ALS is a big one um, because my, I lost my brother-in-law in August of 2010 to Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, and it was something that as, at 50 years old, losing him uh, was something that you don't ever want to watch somebody go through that disease. It's one of the most horrific uh, disabling diseases I've ever seen. Um, so ALS is a big one. And of course, you know, Lou Gehrig being a former Yankee, I was involved in that you know, as a player, but as it personally happening to me, uh, it became something that I, I take a lot of uh, pride in, in in doing whatever I can and whatever we can to try to get a cure for Lou Gehrig's. Um, I worked for Paint Tie for about six years. Uh, it was a company that I, I worked at out of Melville. They raised money for all different charities and foundations uh, that needed financial help. And that's how I was playing in 30 to 40 golf tournaments every year, was helping other charities raise money. Uh, and now I am part of what they call the team project out here in California, which strikes out um, uh, sex trafficking for girls that are usually have timed out of the foster care system who are living on the streets, turned to prostitution, turns to drugs. We take these girls in. We have a place in L.A. that has 67 rooms and we have a, a room, a, seven houses out here in Chabuca Canyon that house another 35 girls that we take them in. We get them off the street. We try to clean them up. If they have, if they have a child, we have a place for them to stay with their children nice. and trying to get their life back in order. And it's called the teen project. So those are my big ones. Can we go back and revisit the ALS thing for a second? Cause my yes, mom, passed, my mom passed away from ALS and you're right. It's, it's the worst thing in the world to watch, but, what what do you do specifically and, and how can we help? Because I would love to get involved in, in whatever it is you're doing through, through yes. the show here. So there's a woman named Christine Pendergrass. Her husband, Chris Pendergrass, was the I don't want to say poster child, but he was the he was the poster guy for ALS in New York for about 26 years. He lived with the disease. He 
he was the one that was through the Yankee foundations and things like that. He was the, he was the guy that everybody, you know, turned to. And he unfortunately passed away about a year and a half ago. And his wife, Christine is trying to keep the legacy going uh, with, for, for his, in his name. And uh, I will be meeting with her uh, hopefully within the next two weeks to see what we can do to keep that, that, that legacy of his going because he was so instrumental in getting new wheelchairs developed, uh, new computer systems for, for, you know, for, for ALS people to be able to communicate. Uh, he was a huge advocate for that in out of New York. Fantastic. Well, like I said, we have a national footprint, uh, Jim, anything we can do to help you, you let, you let us know. Okay. And vice versa. Yeah, We had, we had talked about potentially putting a, uh, charity golf tournament on for that um, up in French lick with John's help. Cause he has some contacts there and um, a former teammate of yours, I believe Mike Timlin also has been touched by ALS. So um, anything we can do, whether it's talk about it or put a tournament together, you let us know. And if you put a tournament, let me know. I'll be glad to join. There you go. Perfect. All right. So we got Jim Laris and Mike Timlin. All right. <laughs> there we go. Now, now we're rolling. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Maybe I can finally hit him on the golf course. <laughs> Maybe you could get a hole I in one. I couldn't hit him during the game. <laughs> Let's get to a hole in one that day. How about yeah. that? <laughs> Jim Lairitz, gosh, what a pleasure to have you on and, and to talk about uh, all the great things that you've done in your career, your post-career. Um, we didn't even touch on half of the, the great things that happened in your postseason. Uh, is there uh, some things that are going on in your life right now where people can reach you and find you? Well, I'd like to stay with the golf kind of the golf theme that we have going here. And uh, I am a part of a group every Tuesday morning. We meet at Dakota to Casa Country Club here in California. Uh, and it's called Lynx Players. And Lynx Players is a uh, an organization that go that's part of the PGA and the LPGA, where when these golfers are on the road, they have Bible study and Lynx Player leads the Bible study. You know, right now there'll be a guy at the Masters this week for anybody that wants to, you know, pray or you know, or you know, hear the Word of God every morning uh, to be able to have that access to it. And it's called Links Players, and uh, it's it's really a every Tuesday morning at seven o'clock in the morning I meet with these guys, and they're all I'm the youngest one. They're all 60, 70, 80 years old, and uh, we share the Word a little bit, and we share life experiences, and uh, it's a pretty cool way to to start a Tuesday morning. And that's an, a national uh, organization, even outside of the PGA, right? Yes, it's called Links Players. It's yeah. it basically they, they go around to all the country clubs, and they have the you know meetings at the country clubs all around the United States. Is it blasphemous to ask God for a hole in one? <laughs> <laughs> you can pray for anything, <laughs> <laughs> but there are no guarantees. <laughs> okay, after thirty-eight years of praying for one. I'm still waiting. <laughs> you, can, you can ask. It might not be part of God's exactly. plan, but you can ask. <laughs> oh, man, we still have about a minute and a half. So uh, any any other uh, shameless self-promotion you'd like to do, sir? Yeah, yeah no, I just, uh, like I said, it's just an opportunity uh, to be able to share some stories, share some highlights. And uh, one of the best things that I tell people all the time when they meet me, uh, is that, you know what, you'll find out that 
a lot of the things that you learn from a persona of what the media creates and what they create, you realize that you learn when you meet someone, you learn about their character. And uh, that's one of the things that I enjoy doing podcasts, doing things to be able to talk to people. Uh, yeah. Just about that. And uh, yeah, yeah I assume that's why the podcast was called catching heat other than catching correct. fastballs, because God knows the media never gave you much of a break. Did they? Not, nope, not at all. And, you know, again, being part of it, it was, it was unfortunate, but you know what? The good Lord makes things happen. And uh, there, there's a reason for everything. And I truly believe that. And I truly believe after all the successes that I've had, I've learned more from my failures. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't have those failures and I didn't share those I it, to help other people, I, again, like Mr. Steinbrenner said, I'm doing it for the wrong reasons. I need to share those failures with people to be able to hopefully bring them to, to a better understanding. Fantastic. Jim Leyritz. Thank you so much for spending the time with us here. Quality time. I might add. <laughs> okay. no, Neil, John, I appreciate you guys having me. Thank you so much. And when we get our golf tournament for ALS lined up, you'll be the first person we call, sir. I'm there. Hey, everybody, how you doing? It's Steve Psycho Lion. And you guys are listening to The Approach Shot with Neil Michaels and John Ashton. Or is it John Ashton and Neil Michaels? I'm not sure. But you know what it should be? It should be the Steve Lyons show with those two other dudes. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Generic Sildenafil allows you to save up to $650 on Viagra. Why pay name brand prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get the same results for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 50 generic Sildenafil pills for just $99. Call 800-590-0443. That's 800-590-0443. Again, 800-590-0443. You all right? You all right, John? I'm fine, man. You all right? I am fine. You talked to a Yankee for 30-plus minutes. I did, but he did play for the Red Sox, so he has a redeeming value. And he played for the Padres, so that's kind of like Switzerland for you. Yes. Yes, and, and he was in a World Series here in San Diego and did great things here. And when I was at opening day, let me drop that a second time. Mm-hmm. When I was at opening day, I actually asked people if they remember Jim Lairitz. And they were like, oh, yeah, the World Series guy. But because so many people associated him for a long time with the Yankees, I didn't think that, you know, National League and San Diego would remember. Hey, Jim, they remember. And it's and it's cool as far as a Red Sox fan goes. If you play for the Yankees and then play for the Red Sox, yeah, that's acceptable. It's almost like you made the better choice later. If you do it the other way, Johnny Damon, <laughs> we we just we just kind of you know you're out of the will. I feel but, the same way about Mike Messina when he left the Orioles after all those years being a great pitcher, and then mm-hmm. free agency came. You can sign with anybody. If you sign with the Yankees, you're dead to me. That's a, exactly, exactly. Tom Glavin, after all those years with the Braves, you signed with the Mets, dead to me. Yeah. You don't sign with your arch rival after you've been with one team for your no. your entire career. No, when you Willie don't. Mays left the Giants, and people don't remember this, he signed with the New York Mets. That's okay. The Giants and Mets aren't rivals. He didn't sign with the Dodgers. Exactly. So, I yeah. understand. I remember that we, we were, uh, I was on the air 
uh, on the radio here in town, and uh, one of our guys was doing a remote, and uh, Bob Gibson, the the Cardinals pitcher, was mm-hmm. was a spokesperson for whatever company the remote was being done. And wow. during one of the breaks, he just said, "John, I've got a signed baseball from Bob Gibson for you." Wow. And I said, "No, thank you. I'm a Red Sox fan." 1967 World Series. That's not a rivalry. That's a one-time. It's, well, a two-time. <laughs> it's a, it's Did you say no to Bob Gibson a, baseball? It's, well, I, I took it, but, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your pride but, I was, but I wasn't happy about it. <laughs> Your pride ends at that I'm not stupid. I'm loyal, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. We appreciate that. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but Lairitz, man, uh, hopefully he'll be uh, be be one of the guys uh, that we're trying to get together to play in our our golf scramble. Yes, he, uh, he sounds open to it, and that that sounds yep. fantastic. He's got a good golf game, and you got a good golf game too. Remember though that uh, the same people invented golf and called it a game that invented bagpipes and called it music. And remember too, no matter how crazy things get, life is a gift. Go open it. You've been listening to The Approach Shot with the Weekend Golf Guys. If you like this week's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And find us on the web at ApproachShot.net. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's.